Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a form of But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all having a kick-ass, motivating AF start to your 2023. For this episode, instead of interviewing an expert, I am sharing my tips for having your best year ever. But before we dive into the conversation, today's review comes from Girl in the Midwest who writes, I've been following the Every Girl since 2015 in college and I absolutely love their podcast. It gets me through my work day every Tuesday and I love all the tangible advice they give. My favorite was the manifestation episode. Thank you so much, Girl in the Midwest, for this very kind review and for tuning in every week. It means so, so much to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please do not forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you liked. It really helps us to know what you guys want more of and also tells Apple that you're enjoying our content so we can keep growing and keep bringing you even bigger and better episodes. Now let's dive into my conversation with Elena. laughing because I am sitting in my four-year-old's child-sized desk. <laughs> Is it child? Like he, he has a little tiny desk and that's where Josie, you're recording? Josie, <laughs> I am literally oh. in this teeny tiny chair that might break while I'm sitting here. That is so much smaller than I even expected. I think I've said this before. I record a bunch of our episodes in here because it has the best acoustics of all of his like carpet and furniture and everything, but... Oh my God, that is so good. Wow. Well, what a good start to 2023. (laughs) And that doesn't scream success in the new year. I don't know what does. Well, happy new year, everybody out there. Happy new year, Elena. Happy new year to you, 2023. Ah, can't believe it. Did you have a good year? I'd say I did. I I feel like you had your year of weddings. I had a lot of weddings. My sister's wedding, which was definitely the highlight of my year. It was great. Why don't, let's do highlights of our 2022. Why not? Yeah. Well, and I, I want to hear if you had to rate zero, 1 to 10, give 2022 a rating. This is so easy for me. I'd say it's an, a solid <laughs> 9. Solid That's nine. incredible. It was a good year. My highlights were definitely my sister's wedding, like I said. And then launching the podcast was like, that's what made it such a... Besides also my sister's wedding. And then we had all, it was like her bachelorette party. It was the bridal shower. Yeah. So it's like, so it's not just like the weekend that was so good. It was like all year we got to celebrate, which was so fun. But then launching this amazing podcast was like the best. So it, it definitely made my 2022 just so good. You were the maid of honor, right? 
I sure was. I sure was the maid of honor. Yeah. I had a yeah. So you were like really speech. involved. I was really involved. Oh my gosh. I, I want to hear your speech. It was actually really amazing, if I do say so myself. Like I not a dry not eye surprised. in the house. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. And your little sister, right? She's your big sister. She's my big sister. So it I had a lot to say. It's pretty embarrassing. I, I joke about how good it is. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, come on. I <laughs> Well, you're funny. Funny's funny's always appreciated in those speeches. If you are giving a speech at a wedding this year, go funny. Humor's good. I didn't go no. humor though. I didn't. I went like childhood stories that like, and then I had a metaphor. <laughs> like, I did not go funny. I did not go the funny route. I mean, but should. you are funny. I feel like it's where the childhood stories like sad and emotional. Not sad, like sad, but like teary eyed, emotional, like, sweet, heartwarming sweet. They were sweet, but it, but it was like kind of a funny story too. So maybe there was some humor. You know what? You know, I'll, you make people laugh a lot. <laughs> Thank you. But not in my writing. Like I'm not a funny writer. Like everybody, like actually it's so funny. All of my, like our, um, the other editors at the Evergirl and like all my friends will be like, you seem like on my Instagram, I post so seriously, but I'm like, I'm not trying to be serious. I just like, I'm not funny. And writing things. I can only be like goofy in real life, you know, like it's. Yeah. You, I guess. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because well, and what you talk about like wellness and health and stuff like that just comes up, like, it's not really something you joke about. (laughs) (laughs) You might. There is, I guess, a slightly more serious tone, but no, you, I find you very funny. I think you're great. Thanks, Elena. Thank you. Okay. So what were your highlights? What about yours? Oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like overall I had a really good year. I'd have to think about it. I had, I really enjoyed summer. My, uh, my boys are at, which is like the most boring thing anyone can talk about. I'm sorry. I talk about my kids, but um, <laughs> they're at fun ages now. We're past the baby stage. We have like a preschool and a toddler preschool age kids. And we obviously live in the Midwest and lake houses, going to lake houses are, oh. is a really popular thing to do in the summer. The whole Midwest, kind of like the East coast islands, like have, you know, there's islands that like they're, they're like known for doing summer, right? Because it, you can't do it year round. This is my theory. Like in the South and California, like they have good weather year round. So they're always kind of living that like beach pool party life. But because in the Midwest or the Northeast, you're only getting that three months a year, we go all out. Like we That's do so summer, <laughs> like summer camp, lake houses, all the holiday parties, like 4th of July, whatever. Um, so summer was really, really fun. We we don't have a lake house, but we rent. Uh, we So we did more shorter visits to, quote unquote, the lake. We, we, been, we go up into the Michigan area and we're on Lake Michigan. And we did like four or five little beach house, lake house trips that literally my kids are already talking about when can we... I just know we're making like core memories for them. Yeah. That I was going to say really, that really they're special. core memories. Yeah. That is They'll so like cool. grow up having those memories of like going to the lake with mom and dad. And oh. it's really, I mean, we just spent hours, they just dig in the sand. <laughs> I love oh going in God. the lake. So yeah, that was definitely the highlight. And then work-wise, it was a great year. I, I feel very lucky and excited by the year we had. I'm excited for the year ahead. So if I had to give it a rating, I'm going to go nine also. It was a good year. I love it. I love it. We did. We had a great year as a company. Absolutely. Okay. So what is then looking ahead to 2023? What are your resolutions? Okay. I'm not a move 
8,000, like make sure you get 8,000 steps a day. Like my resolutions are never in like the details. They're a little bit more broad, but let's, Mm -hmm. let's have you go first and I'll go. I want to hear the way you approach them. Okay. No, I like that. So instead of resolutions, which I will talk about later in this episode of, of like things to do instead, if resolutions also don't tickle your fancy, you know, I've sure enjoyed a resolution here and there. I think, you know, I do think that it, it like depends on the person. For me, I'm very much not a, um, you know, I want to run a marathon or I want like, I'm yeah. just, you know, I don't know. My brain doesn't work like that. So what my brain likes yeah. to do instead is I do every new year is the past few years I've done this where I make like more of a vision board and a list of kind of like how I want my year to look. I like to focus more on like who I want to be instead of what I want to accomplish, which we will also be getting into this episode. Freaking love that. Coming in hot with the great advice. Coming in hot, already starting. But I, so I, I kind of focus more on like, here are some pillars. I mean, I definitely like personally have a lot of goals for the podcast. I would like to continue growing this amazing podcast and have more guests on. So I have, you know, like work goals. Um, I have like personal, like I have goals for my business, but like nothing necessarily that feels like resolution-y more about like the overall vision board of like, who do I want to be? Like I, I have one chance to, to live this year. Who do I want to be in the next 365 days? And like, that's kind of my focus. Okay. So who do you want to be? What's on your vision board? <laughs> you can't just tell us what you well, do. You got to tell us what's on it. I know. Well, to be honest, I haven't made 2023 vision board yet. So stay tuned. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> I would say that 2022 felt like a very transitional year for me where I do feel like I feel like a grown up for the first time in my life. Like, so I, I just feel like leaning into that. And by that, I mean... I, instead of feeling like I'm treading water, just like trying to impress people. And like, in terms of like, like at work, like I, 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 it was the first year where I felt like, okay, I'm not just hoping to be the best employee, but maybe like, I want to think even more. I want to kind of do more on my own. I want to grow this again, going with the podcast, but also with the wellness section on the site. So I think I just had a mindset shift of like, I am like, running my life in a different way than maybe I felt the past few years since college. So I, I want to lean into that in 2023 and, you know, feel really in control of my life and who I'm spending time with and and what I want to be doing. So, you know, just leaning into HBIC energy is what I think my 2023 is going to be. What's HIB? What did you just say? <laughs> what does that mean? You don't know that HBIC no. head bitch in charge. You should no, know that. Why the hell would I know that? You, because you are the HBIC. You should know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I call myself. <laughs> it's not CEO. It's HBIC. Official. Uh, yeah, title. that's on my business. My business card. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on, Josie. First of all, that sounds amazing. But you just said something I need to follow up on for all of our listeners out there. You said you just started to feel like an adult. Share with our listeners how old you are. I am 27, turning 28 27. and 23. And you're just yeah. starting to feel like an adult. So yeah. can you just shed a little bit more light? I, I mean, you kind of did, like trying to impress others, but that just really stands out to me because I do think that's really true. And we were just talking about this in the office uh, yesterday. It's our social media editor's birthday coming up. And she was like, I still feel 18, but I'm going to be 27 or however old she's going to be. And we were just talking about that. Like, the feeling young is so awesome, but like, were there any key things that happened in your life? Like, I mean, I know you moved across the country. What was that two years ago? Like, what do you think mm-hmm. really made that change for you? Where did that come from? 
Where I started like feeling more like an adult. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing that happens. Yeah. Definitely moving across the country because that was a significant moment for me where I was like, I'm doing this only because I want to. Like there was no one else that was like, like it wasn't for work. Like no one was like, we want you to move to LA. It wasn't because my boyfriend was like, you should come and move to LA. It's like only because I wanted to, I moved. So that was definitely a significant thing for sure. But I don't, I mean, I feel like this is a lot what people say, the difference between your twenties and thirties. But I feel like up until this point, I very much was like, my mindset was like, how can I not impress others in a sad way, but like, how can I make sure that I am the best employee and impress my bosses? Mm -hmm. How can I make sure that these new friends I'm meeting like me? How can I make sure, like, Mm -hmm. it's always like, what can I be doing so that other people that I'm being successful in in what other people are viewing, whether that's at work with friendships, even with family too. It's like, okay, what can I, I don't know, like, how can I be a better sister, be a daughter, whatever. And I I think Mm -hmm. while I obviously still very much think those things and want to still be a good employee and a good sister and a good friend, I'm more so than ever before starting to think, what do I want to be receiving too? And and it's like the first time in my life I've ever kind of thought that. And so I I don't know if that's just growing older, you start to think that more or, I mean, I've done a lot of, this sounds so stupid. I hate sounding like this girl, but I am the wellness editor. So I'm going to sound like <laughs> it, but I, I have done so much work on myself. I mean, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I've gotten a lot of therapy, but also just like really reflecting on, you know, like the even healthy habits. I'm like, is this really healthy for me? Like I'd rather go watch TV and, you know, eat some chocolate than take a bath. And like, that's like, so I think that doing a lot of healing work maybe is, has been really beneficial for me. I'd say. I love that. I think the world as a whole should start defining being an adult, meaning like putting yourself first in your, mm-hmm. in your goals and your priorities, which brings us back to just resolutions and setting yourself up for the new year in a way that is going to fill you up. And like, that's, that's a bigger thing with resolutions in general is like, they're not meant to bring you down, <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that more, but, but yeah, I love that. So doing more of what's best for you, whatever that may look like. Yeah. Here, here to more of that in the new here, year. Here. So what are your resolutions for 2023? Okay, 2023, I I think I often approach goals for the new year. Like I love putting projects I'm working on in terms of buckets, whether it's like work-related or personal-related or in this case, goals-related. So like I kind of look at my health and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do for my health this year? Then I look at my relationships, both my, my kids, my family, my friends, my romantic relationship with my husband. And and I'm kind of like, and then I kind of think about each of those. So, and then gosh, what else is there? Then there's like my lifestyle and what, what do I want for that? So that's kind of how I, I look at the different categories of my life and I kind of make little goals for each of them. And that's how I usually approach your, your, what you said earlier about running a marathon or 5k or something. I don't think I've ever had a new year's goal that (laughs) resembles something like that. It's, I guess I feel pressure if it's something that I have to work at and like get better and improve, like then I'm going to feel so much pressure if I'm not doing it right. Like I'm a very, uh, 
set low expectations <laughs> to, um, yeah, you're, you're only going to succeed then, right? Like you'll yeah. pleasantly surprise yourself, set the bar low and then you'll surprise yourself if Absolutely. you get it done. So but like, for example, it's more with movement. Like I did this two years ago and, and I got in the best workout routine of my life with just saying like, what was it? Three or four days. It was like, I just need to move my body for 30 minutes, three to four days a week. Like, and actually we, that was two years ago. I bought, uh, as a gift to myself and my husband, we, we bought this, um, the mirror, which I don't know if you've heard of. It's kind of like Peloton style and it's not a bike. It's, it's an actual physical mirror you hang on the wall. And when you turn it on, you are given a menu, it works through your phone and you have this menu of classes and a trainer shows up in the mirror, like video style, but you can also see yourself that is what we got. And it, and I was like three times a week, my goal is to get down there and use it three times a week. And the beauty of it is they had 15 minute workouts. So that was my like gateway, which got me into working out was like, I know I can do 15 minutes. 15 minutes is nothing because let's be honest, there's like a minute to two minute warm up, a minute cool down. Now you're down to like a 12 minute workout <laughs> and, yeah. and I'd get down there and I would do 15 minutes. And the other part of that was like, it could be yoga. It could be stretching. It could be Pilates. Like it could be a more low impact beginner level just to get me in, to build the habit of moving. And that, so again, I, that's how I approached it. And within like two, three months, I was working out five times a week. I was moving on to intermediate level classes, more intense cardio classes. But then again, just like always listening to my body. Like it was just like if I was super tired that day, um, I'd go down and do yoga just to like stretch and move my body and get blood flowing. And, and then like, kind of like leaning into your energy. If, if you had the energy to go down there and do cardio. So anyway, that me coming from a lifelong non-fitness junkie who needed to make some changes in my mid thirties for a healthier physicality and like physiologically my body, I wanted to keep building strength and, keep my joints loose because my joints get achy. Um, so that's kind of how I approach my goals. And, and I think like, okay, let me look at the whole year. Let's say I want to travel more. Okay. Let me look at the year. What's actually realistic. Like I'm not going to set some huge lofty goal and set myself up for failure. Right. So I include little trips to the lake house for a three day weekend on that. Like I'm traveling again, I'm traveling more. That's what my family is able to do with two little kids. Like I'm not going to put some pressure for like some huge international trip, long flight that is just going to make everyone miserable. And maybe with work schedules, like we just can't make happen. Right. So I, I kind of look at all the areas of my life and I'm like, look at the calendar and I kind of approach it that way. Like what's realistic? What is the overarching kind of how you said, like, what's the vision I have for my year in, in this category and how can I approach that realistically? Did I just go on a really long one? <laughs> no. Like that's how I approached my goals. So I, I always that. have a goal of like, I, and I totally fell off my move goal last year. I had a thyroid issue come up in the summer that just killed my energy. For those listening, it's called thyroiditis. It's basically like my thyroid was sick. So I was hyperthyroid for a little while. Then I was hypothyroid for a lot, a little while. And I basically felt like shit all summer. And that is what ruined like whatever momentum I had with working out, which I did a really good job for, for me. Again, I have pretty low standards. I think someone who works out every day, 45 minutes a day would be like, no. But um, <laughs> and I really want to get back into it. I miss it. I felt so much better. I felt better 
physically about myself. I felt better physically in terms of energy level and health wise. Like it was, I loved it. So I really want to get back into that. I'm very excited. We have a goal to get our kids on a plane. Exciting. So we're going to dial back into travel a little more. I have tons of career goals for the company, obviously. You had a lot of great tips, honestly, that we we will 100% get into since this episode is all about tips for everybody out there to make resolutions that stick with them. But you had so many good ones already of like starting realistic. So then you kind of can gain confidence the more and more that you reach those goals. Mm -hmm. And then also the buckets in different categories. I love that too, of kind of like having every category of your life, even like home environment, finances, there you can make any bucket in the world and have small goals that feel achievable for you in each of those. So I think that's really smart. So that all sounds like amazing goals. It sounds like you're going to have a great 2023. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good year. So have you ever had an experience making resolutions, like getting, you know, really into like, it's the new year, it's January, I'm going to have the best year, like new, new year, new me, and then have felt that very common disappointment of, shoot, I totally forgot about my goal or like, I'm not reaching and I feel bad about myself. Like, have, have you ever experienced that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, actually, this was two years ago with my move my body more thing. I went six months, which as far as I'm concerned, that is, this is the, I basically made it. <laughs> you did. Who actually you did. goes all year? <laughs> Who goes all year? Right. And it was summer. It was the schedule of summer and like whatever that workout routine I had gotten in, which I remember I was given my kids age at the time, I got into such a great routine of working out after putting the kids to bed because they were really little. They, we had like a two and a one-year-old and they were asleep at like seven o'clock, 7.30. And that was early enough that I would go down to the basement and work out. And then come summer with like the it literally being lighter out, more stuff happening after work, we would want to take the kids to the pool. Like that, that just totally threw off the routine I got into. And at first I was like, okay. Oh, and I think we had like a vacation at the beginning of summer. I know vacation often kills people's like health journey, wellness journey. You know, even it could be like a meal prep thing that you get on that. Like any routine you set at home, a vacation can like totally throw a wrench into it. And so it was like a combination of that all happening in June. And I'm like, oh shit, another week's going by and I'm, I'm, I'm off of it. And then another week went by and I'm off of it. And then I was like, oh, screw it. It's summer. I guess I'm just, I'll get back into it again, like in August and then August. And and I really fell off. I think I, I got, maybe it's like a winter thing. It gives me something to do with my workouts. But I mean, it doesn't sound like it was, but I did feel the pressure. Like I was, I was a little disappointed in myself when it started happening. I was more disappointed when I didn't get back into it. No, I, I think that happens to the vast majority of people who set resolutions and are, are like... <laughs> Like maybe you do, like you're like Elaine and you accomplish for six months and you, and you see how it feels really good. Like you're seeing the effects, but then mm-hmm. there's all these external factors that can happen. You go on vacation, you're out of your, your routine. Maybe like so your child has a cold for a week and then it throws you off on, like there's a thousand different things that can yeah. throw a wrench in you your system sick, yeah. or, or you get sick. So we have a, a ton of tips to like prevent this and, and we'll definitely dive into this. But I, I think you're speaking on exactly what the vast majority of people struggle with of there are external factors that affect your goal. And then 
because you're out of that routine, then it's kind of easy for your brain to say like, okay, well, maybe later, maybe later, not right now, maybe later. And then you push it off and push it off and push it off. So that is a very common thing, which again, we've got a lot of tips to <laughs> dive into it. But I, I think that, you know, everybody has had that experience. I certainly have like, you know, years ago before I have gone through all of this, you know, my healing journey and, and just kind of my like understand journey. wellness more and, ha- and, you know, went to school for nutrition and all these things. Before that, I definitely had the same mindset of, okay, this is going to be the year where I'm going to eat super healthy and I'll never, Mm -hmm. like, I remember even in college, like, I think it was my senior year and I was like, I'm never going to throw up from drinking. And like, that was my big, like, whoa, that went out the window, like New Year's Eve. (laughs) I know. So I, (laughs) so, um, I definitely remember having those ideas of like, this is my my year where all these yeah. amazing things happen. This and is the year I'm going to do that thing. This is That's the year. So much pressure. It's so much pressure, and then you always feel like a piece of garbage because it, it's an unattainable yeah. goal. I mean, sadly, mm-hmm. me not vomiting from alcohol was unattainable <laughs> at that time. But um, you know, that aside, you know, I think that it's a very fascinating topic, especially you know as the wellness editor and all of the resolution content we've been creating over the past five years that I've been with the every girl. Like it, it's very interesting to see the evolution of resolutions, even just as we covered on the site. I think the way that the culture is understanding resolutions is changing. So I think it's a really exciting time to look into that and, and like look into your relationship with making goals for yourself, because at the end of the day, they can feel like a lot of pressure and they can feel stressful instead of helpful, which is what they're supposed to be doing for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's, let's, I know you have some really key insights on this, like resolutions causing people stress or pressure when they're theoretically meant to be like this positive vision for the year ahead for yourself, right? Like you are going to like it, what's meant to be this positive thing ends up becoming this like stressful thing or this pressure thing. And I know a lot of people who don't even like talking about resolutions have such a bad connotation with the word. Can you speak more about like where you think that's coming from? A hundred percent. And and by the way, because I just want, I always want to say this because I want everybody to feel heard because I think like, like you, when you're like, oh, I didn't keep up my movement goal we often think that we are the problem. We're like, oh, I'm lazy. I have no willpower. I, you know, something's wrong with me that I can't keep up these goals. When in reality, I always say, if if a goal is not working out for you, the problem is not you. The problem is the goal. It wasn't the right goal for you. It wasn't the goal that truly makes you happy. It's the goal's fault, not your fault. And because of that, that is why um, I'm pulling this statistic from US News and World Report. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. So that's just one month, fail by February. So a few different kind of like key reasons that I, I believe resolutions don't always work out. The first one is because most people make resolutions that are that's inherently rooted in change. So it's like work out more, get a promotion, save more money, lose weight, you know? So It's glorifying change in this way that's telling your brain that you are not good enough as you are. So kind of that idea of like, new year, new me. I always think like, what's so bad with the old me? Like, why change? Like, I I get the, the need for growth and like, you want to be closer to your best self. And that's obviously a key piece of it. 
But I think when we're glorifying change so much that we're like, in order to feel successful in 2023, I need to change. I think that's where it becomes problematic because then it is affecting your self-esteem when you are not accomplishing the goal. And that's when you are looking at, there's a problem with me instead of a problem with the goal. So that's kind of like the first one is when resolutions are glorifying change and that you need to have a new year, new you kind of thing. I'm so guilty of saying that, that like, oh my gosh, but I was, I was excited for change that year. And we are going to dive into that balance between wanting to grow and wanting to challenge yourself and wanting to be the best version of you and also accepting yourself for who you are. We're definitely going to dive into that. But I I think that's one that a lot of people don't look into and understand that their relationship with that. Kind of the next key reason that I think resolutions aren't always successful is because the why behind the goal is not really there. So for example, you know, some people would be like, I want to lose 20 pounds by summer, or I want to get a promotion in my job. And when I'm coaching clients and, and I have them put together a list of goals, they will say things like that of like, I want to heal my gut. I want to lose weight. I want to have better sleep. I always want to know before we start anything else, why? What is this going to accomplish for you? Because for a lot of people, when they're setting these goals, like I want to work out more, they're not realizing the the real why behind it. So maybe the why behind it is I want to feel really healthy and strong as I'm getting older. I want to be able to, when I'm 80 years old, run around with my grandkids. So I want to start working out now for that reason, which when you realize that, and when that's your goal, it becomes so much more motivating to move. Like that just goal of like work out more, like that doesn't motivate me. I don't think that motivates anybody. Like you have to find the why, like, why do you really want to accomplish that? And then there are other goals like lose weight, which is a complicated goal to talk about. But I always say, you know, as we've talked about in past episodes that are dealing with weight loss, it's not that that's inherently a bad goal, but I just want to make sure that the why behind that goal is really intentional. So for example, if you want to lose weight because it will make you more confident and that's your why, let's also look at some other things. Like, will it really make you love yourself more to lose weight? Will it? Because if it will, fine, that's a a great goal. Then we can talk about that. But most often it's not going to make yourself love, love yourself more. You know, we can find other goals that actually will accomplish that. So I think being very honest with yourself on why you want to accomplish the goals will A, make you so much more motivated to accomplish those things. And B, might make you realize this goal isn't even worth having in the first place, or maybe I need to adjust that goal. And then the last little piece of this is that I think resolutions are rooted in destination, not the intention of it. So again, this is kind of playing into the why, but I often feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because of that outside influence that is out of your control. So your example of moving is a perfect example of this because you were focused on the destination of like, you want to work out more often, right? So when something happens where you are not able to keep up that consistency or that like, you know, whatever routine you got into of like, it was 15 minutes, this kind of workout going to my mirror, when those external things happen to you, then it's really easy to fall out of that goal because it had nothing to do with you and your motivation. It was about external factors. Instead, if you were kind of like rooted in the intention of like, I want to feel so good in my body then you can continually check in with yourself to you know feel do things every single day that feel better and then you are reaching that goal in a different way that external factors cannot affect 
Another example, if you want that raise by the end of the year, and that's your big goal, you know, that's not always up to you. Your company might not have the money, even if you worked really hard for it. So another example of this is like, you know, if you, like a lot of people will say, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want like the specific number, but there's a lot of factors going on. There's your hormones, there's your gut health. There's a lot of things affecting this. Maybe your body isn't muscle, (laughs) muscle, right? There's a thousand different factors of this. So if your resolution is focused more on the destination than the intention behind it, that's where we got to change it. So like if, if your goal is to get a raise, what do you really want out of that? Like, is it instead that you want to feel recognized by your company? And there's a thousand other ways that you can get that. Even if a raise isn't possible, is it because you want to feel more financially secure? What are some other ways you can achieve that? That is more in control. You know, realizing those, um, those intentions versus uh, destinations and kind of being aware of the intention instead of like, this is the exact thing I need to get to. Those are kind of like my my long spiel of why I believe a lot of people's resolutions don't work out, why 80% resolutions fail by February. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lana? Have you felt that before? I feel like this is so eye-opening. <laughs> you just pointed out so many things I never really considered before, but you are a much deeper thinker than I am when it comes to this stuff. And I just, I one, appreciate that insight that you just gave. Like, it's so true that I feel like just that simple 15 pounds versus 20. Oh, I failed. The, I didn't get the raise. Something completely out of your control could have been the reason for it. So I do love that, like the intention and not the destination and factoring in all of those factors that, but part of the problem is you might not even think about or realize those other factors that could be preventing you. Um, yeah from hitting that goal. But yeah, so thinking about that intention versus the destination, I love so much. And I think that's a really awesome way to set yourself up for success. So speaking of that, do you have more tips you could share with our listeners for effective ways to set goals or like setting goals in a way that will be more effective, more, I don't want to say successful, but like, you know, more realistic that you'll feel you are working toward them and, and being successful in achieving them for this year? Absolutely. So glad you asked because I, I really <laughs> of course do you have, have tips. Like, <laughs> of, of course I tips. do. <laughs> we love tips. Yeah. So now that we've established, you know, why certain resolutions don't work out and how to reassess what your re- resolutions are, here are my, I'm going to go so far as to say they are foolproof tips so that any goal that you have, you will accomplish it this year. Okay. This is like my foolproof, follow this plan and I'll get you there. I'm already in. I'm a buy-in. Okay. So the very first one, as I've already discussed, mindset is absolutely everything. So understanding your why behind every goal is the number one tip I could possibly give. So for example, kind of as I've touched on before, but like if your goal is going to the gym every day or getting a raise, fine, but you need to look at the bigger picture goal as well. Why do you want to go to the gym every day? Is it be stronger? Do you want to feel more confident? Do you want to live longer? What about the raise? Do you want to feel financially independent? Do you want to feel valued by your company? So again, if you're not looking at that why goal, the surface level goal will never feel motivating enough to last until 2024. So write your goals down. Like if there are those things that come to mind for you out there and you're thinking, these are all the things that I want, ask yourself why, and then maybe even journal about them, you know, and like pull out the main things. Like, again, is it the confidence? Is it... 
um, to feel in a different place in your career? Is it to feel more established in your home? Is it to, you know, maybe it's a relationship goal and you want to feel more connected to your partner and it's less about the amount of date nights and more about just the connection you feel like, what is that why goal? And focus on that. Make other goals that feel smaller and more attainable for that why goal. That honestly is like, like I could give you no more tips and I swear to God, everybody would be successful with that. That is like the number one. That honestly sounds like a really amazing, almost like a therapy session with yourself about checking in about where you're at. How are you doing? (laughs) How are you feeling? That why? Because you are so right. People... It, it's easy to say, I want to work out more. I want to go to the gym and any every day. But looking at that motivation and being honest with yourself, like you said, wow, that just sounds really like a really meaningful sit down with yourself that I think everyone could do more of. And yeah. And I love that you said that because I would add a little subtask to that. Um <laughs> check in with yourself consistently. So like, let's use that. I want to feel more confident. And that's why like you believe that moving your body more will help you feel more confident. And then I also would love for, you know, you to set, what are some other things that make me feel confident that I also want to work on? And then check in in a month is working out actually making you, you feel more confident. Like we change so much. So having that overall huge intention to keep you on track will very much be helpful because you can adapt those smaller goals. You can change. Do you want working out to be a priority? Do you want getting a raise to be a priority? You can change those things as long as that overarching goal is the same. So, you know, monthly, weekly check-ins, I think can be very important. Having that, again, like you said, therapy session for yourself. I love the idea of that because it's so, it's so true. It's just like an important check-in to see where you're at. The next little tip, little tidbit. Actually, Elena, you already touched on this and what you like to do, but smaller goals that are easier to reach are so much more effective than setting out this long, like, like, again, like that, you know, I want to run a marathon. Great. Lovely. Hope you have a good reason, (laughs) like your reasoning why you want to run the marathon. But let's say you do want to run a marathon That is so hard to accomplish. You are setting yourself up for failure by saying this overarching goal that's going to happen months from now. So instead, start with like weekly. Like on Sundays, you can think about what do you need to achieve just that week? Maybe it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to fit in four workouts this week. I want to run three miles because I normally run two and I want to challenge myself this week. Maybe I... um, you know, want to lift 10 extra pounds and I lifted last week. Maybe I want to add leafy greens to two meals a day, you know? So it's those small things that you actually know what that looks like. You can conceptualize and prepare for. And then by the time the week is over, you'll feel so much more accomplished. You'll feel proud of yourself. You'll feel motivated to set harder goals that are more challenging for you for the next week. That is a thousand times more attainable than right now being like 2023, I'm going to eat super healthy and I'm going to get really fit. And like, so focus on those little things because by 2024, you will be like, holy moly, look at all that I've accomplished. Like you probably will end up accomplishing even more than you thought that you would have when you are focusing on the baby steps week by week, day by day. So go small. Next one, preparing in advance, setting out your gym clothes the night before, you know, meal prepping, food is always helpful and then fit in everything you need in your calendar. So like, like I put my workouts in my calendar. I put my meditation time in my calendar. I put my meal prep in my calendar, like make sure that you are prepared for everything that you need to accomplish what you want. 
I just think, you know, we have these ideas of resolutions, but then we don't honor them as much as we honor work meetings or appointments, you know, so honoring your resolutions like you would any other appointment on your schedule is crucial. Okay. I know I'm throwing a lot out at you. I want to set you all (laughs) out there up for success. So one more key tip that I think is, is really crucial is to fit your resolutions into the routines that you already have. And this is the key part, make them feel good, make them enjoyable. This is the one that everyone's like, no, Josie, the point of resolution is to be really hard and challenging and to be uncomfortable. Like I, like beauty is pain, pain to gain, whatever that is. I think that's a crock of shit because when we enjoy something, our body is responding to it. We're able to keep it up. We're able to look forward to it. So I always say, if you hate salad, do not force yourself to eat salads. If you hate running on the treadmill, do not force yourself to run on the treadmill. Instead, find healthy foods that you like and exercises that feel fun or that make you feel good. So learning how to enjoy achieving your goals will always help them stick. And I also like to say that I really do believe that your body responds to joy first and foremost. I do not think no matter what out there, any health experts can come for me, but my personal opinion is that if something feels really awful for you and you dread it, your body is seeing that as a threat. Your cortisol levels are rising. You're like, I don't want to do this. Your body's resisting it. You want to feel like you are looking forward to it, that you can't wait to do it, that you're excited for the meal you're going to eat, for the workout you're going to do, for the presentation you're going to give at work. You want to feel really good about it because that's how those things stick. And that's how you become successful at those things. So the other little piece of this is to not kind of throw this entire new routine together and be like, okay, starting the first of the year, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm going to do this 60-minute workout that you really logistically have no time for. Learn how to... Or the energy for. (laughs) Or the energy. Yeah, that's a great point too. Or the energy for. Start with a meditation while your coffee brews, for example. Like start very small with the routine you already have. Um, If you want to fit in a workout, but you're like, I physically have no time, do not make your resolution. I'm going to do 60 minute workouts. Start doing like calf races while you brush your teeth and go on a walk while you're on a conference call and do a bit of stretching before you go to bed while you're watching your show. Like whatever your routine is already, fit in the things you want to accomplish around that. Do not make a new routine. No matter what you think, that is what's going to make you fail when you're like, it's got to be totally out of my routine. You can build up and adjust to the 60 minute workout to the 30 minute meditation, but you've got to start small with the routine that you already have. Those are my tips. I couldn't agree more. I feel like obviously like any break in a routine is going to be that much harder to find success. Like I absolutely love that last tip. Don't set yourself up again for failure by setting a goal of this 6 a.m. workout that I'm probably never going to wake up to. I'm <laughs> yeah. not to say everyone can't do it, but like that is not realistic for me. So I really love that find. And starting small, like you said, like little changes lead to big changes. So just get like make it part of the habit, make it part of the routine that you already have in little ways. And and then you'll go for like bigger steps and longevity in the long run. So a hundred percent. And and like your, I know I keep going back to your, just like your movement goal, but I, I think it's really helpful to see things as examples because it's the perfect example of, you know, if you want to move more, you can still move when you're on vacation, but it doesn't have to be 
let me fit in, uh, like go to the gym early while my kids are still sleeping. Right. Like I, I'm not the person who's going to do that. You know, you're not the person who wants to do that, but it's like, let me go, you know, play a game with Charlie where we're running back and forth. And I mm-hmm. like my heart rate's getting up, but I'm, I'm just more intentional about moving because then when you get home, you'll still be in the habit of, oh, I was thinking about movement every day. I was try- I was fitting in something not because I was forcing up, but because I was intentional about, okay, how do I get my body to move in a way that feels enjoyable to me today? So that is how you prevent external factors from affecting what your goals are is when you do fit those into your routine, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love it. What about all the people out there who just don't like resolutions? Like it's not for them. Uh, I'm not going to decide something in January and expect to keep it going in October. What are some things they can do instead? Yep. 100%. People after my own heart, (laughs) I have tips for you too. So the first kind of little thought, um, like I already said earlier, it's something that I like to do. Actually, Roxy Nafusi on our last week's episode talked about how to make a vision board. So go listen to that if you're like, what in the world is a vision board? Or if you're thinking vision board is like, cutting out pictures from magazines. That's, it doesn't have to be that if you don't want it. I don't do that. I always picture that your idea. I'm like, I don't have any magazines. <laughs> You're like, where do I find like, wait, so I have I to go a magazine? <laughs> I have to go spend a hundred dollars on magazines that I'm going to rip <laughs> yeah. out. And then it's like, you have to go to Michael's and get this big board and glue sticks. Like, no, you do. Where am I putting that, that board? Yeah. Yeah. Where, what do you do with it? You for sure <laughs> can do that if you want, if you're, you know, into scrap. If that's your I think speed. That yeah. fun. Sure. But you definitely don't have to, I like to just make physical like written lists as my vision board. But, um, the episode last week, we really dive into vision boarding. So definitely if you're interested, make sure to go listen to that episode. So vision boarding, big one, nice and easy. The next one to create a list of things you're looking forward to. Like, why is it all about like bad things we have to change about ourselves? Why not make a list of like, oh my God, 2023 is going to be the best year ever because I have a like a friend's wedding. There's a special anniversary coming up. There's maybe like a big life change. Maybe there's a graduation, maybe a fun birthday celebration. Like, what do you want to do? And also like about the little things, like, is there a new season of the show that you're excited to watch? Is there, you know, a book that you're really looking forward to reading? And then you can go even smaller of you know, what are the recipes that you're excited to cook? Like, can you look ahead to like how much fun it feels when the season changes? Like, what are all of those things, the tiny things, the big things that you are looking forward to in 2023? To me, that sounds a lot more Just fun a positive like, list. Yes, it's just a positive list. Just like ways to- List of positivity. I like that. List Let's of positivity. List of positivity. Because We're going to make that a 2023 thing. I think of it like, you know, like when we say like, this will be my year and like that kind of like, resolution lingo. Mm -hmm. But like, so then we attach to that sentence, we attach like, because I'm going to work out more because I'm going to get a promotion Mm -hmm. because I'm, so it's like attaching all these changes, but like what really makes things our year, like when we reflect on 2022, like we did, the things that come to mind for us are my sister's wedding, you going to these wonderful family vacations and enjoying the summers with your boys. Like it is those things, those make the year, not I successfully worked out five times a week or whatever. Like those are the things that make it. So if we can be more mindful on the front end, I think that makes the year so much better. So, and I love that this puts the focus on things that are already happening. Like, yes, there's no pressure with this list. Like what's actually just happening this year? What's life bringing me this year that 
maybe I can put a little more thought into and like gratitude behind appreciating these things that are already coming into my life this year. And and again, there's that less pressure that you have to do and make happen or change because you already have things on your horizon that, that are coming. Good things are coming. 100%. I, I love that. That's a great point too, that it's not this added pressure of things I need to change your year is going to be amazing as it already is. You don't have to try to force anything. And I I think like, you know, even you could use this time as a celebration to be like, let me start putting into action the things I want. Like maybe it's not just like, oh, I already have this friend's wedding on the counter I'm excited for. But like, I do want to go on a vacation. Like you're saying, you want to travel more. Maybe so that's, you're going to celebrate your new year by booking that trip. Maybe you're going to, you know, talk to your sister and be like, let's have a monthly yoga class we do together, you know, like make those plans now as a great way to celebrate and then have those things that you, that are going to happen anyway. That's the changing of the seasons. That's a new recipe to make. That's a book you want to read, you know, and, and have these, this list put together as a way to celebrate the new year. Yeah. I think that's a totally special way to go into 2023. The next thing that you could do that I think is very helpful, I like to do this also, is to set different themes or focuses for every month. So for example, like maybe January is focused on nutrition, but February is focused on, you know, finding workouts you love. Maybe March is focusing on your personal finances. Um, and then April is like, you know, spending more time in nature. Like you could, you don't have to have these big overarching goals for every single you know, for 365 days, you can kind of pair them into themes that you just want to focus on each month. I think that that can be less intimidating for people that are looking at this new year, like, oh my God, like that's just feels so unattainable. So um, start small, go by the month. I have to chime in here. I have Please. to, because <laughs> this is just the perfect plug for those of you who don't know, we have the Every Girl Media Group has our own line of planners, yearly planners that are available at Target on the website and in stores. And one of them we designed a few years ago that we keep bringing back every year because people love it so much is exactly what you're describing. We call it the 30-day challenge planner. And instead of goals for the year, like which we you can set up at the beginning, but we provide all of these monthly prompts that kind of tackle a different area in your life each month. So like January is talking about your physical health. And again, we give a bunch of prompts about what that could mean, but if you have one on your own, and then there's like reminders every day and check-ins with yourself and how you're feeling. And then at the end of the month, you're going on to kind of tackle a different part of your life. Uh, Maybe it's your relationships and you're setting a goal or an intention in February that has to do with improving or not improving is not the right word, but setting yourself up to look at and focus on that area of your life. So anyway, it's a really awesome tool that, again, the reviews on this planner have just been so great that we bring it back for the last, this is like the third year of having it because people love it so much. And I think it just makes it that like bite size, month by month approachable. And then at the end of the year, you look at all you've accomplished in all these different areas of your life. And it's kind of fun to, to look back at. So I just had to mention that I mean, that's what I've literally been doing ever since we launched them. I have had the 30-day challenge planner every single, like the past couple of years. And it's the best thing ever. Like that's, I have it right here. Every single month I check in (laughs) and it's really helpful because yeah, it's like you, you have different themes. So you're like, I've already established habits from the month prior. And so you keep things Mm -hmm. up, but it's just like where your mindset is of like, oh, this is the month I'm going to really dive into my finances and like dedicate myself to 
understanding yeah. financial habits and you know so it so it's so helpful to have those themes because it, it is it's always like a challenge where you you want to improve in that category and you want to feel better in that category but it's also just kind of like that's your intention it's your theme it's like what you're focusing on and i think that that is very helpful so 100% i could not agree more they're the best they're the best two more things that you could do if you do not love this idea of resolutions and setting these goals for the year ahead the next one is choosing an affirmation. Um, so whether that's health, maybe it's balance, maybe it's happiness, self-love, gratitude, connection, confidence, um, you know, nourish. I've had clients who said it, like that this was their year of transformation of, you know, kind of, kind of coming out of their cocoon. Like there's these different themes that you can have in your head that I think are just lovely because then you sit with them you constantly remind yourself of these focuses and then you make decisions based off of these whenever whenever it's possible. So just to make this like really granular and a, a tangible, my favorite word, example. So like if you're, you know, deciding, do I spend a Friday night in or do I go out with my friends? You have to think about then which option will bring you closer to your in- intention. So like if your intention self-love, is it going to feel more like self-love to give yourself the gift of going out with friends? Or is it going to feel more like self-love if you're going to stay in and have a night to yourself? Like what does for you? That might look different every single day, but you can check in with that intention. Also like, um, you know, gratitude, continuously going into that. What workout is going to make you feel more grateful? I know that sounds so weird, but when you have this overarching intention, you can really put it into everything you do and have your actions be driven by that affirmation or intention. And then the last one, I've already mentioned this, but I just think it's so important. And I think whether you have resolutions or not, this is something that everybody can do and benefit from. And this is what I like to do instead of uh, resolutions, as I've said earlier, is to focus on who you want to be instead of what you want to accomplish. It's so much more attainable. It's all in all our control. And I think it drives you to be the person you're meant to be even more than you could have thought when you're making these like smaller resolutions of working out every day or whatever. So make a list of who is like my truest self. Are they goofy? Are they confident? Are they really happy? Are they optimistic? Like what are those qualities that are your truest self? I don't mean you have to go to your best self. I mean like who are you truly at your very core and make lists of who that person is and so that you can dedicate your entire year to becoming more of that person. Those are all the things I recommend doing. That sounds beautiful. That's an amazing list. That's really helpful. I'm inspired. I have to be honest, I had no idea what a vision board was it? This is going back, gosh, like two years ago, maybe a year ago. And when I was Googling it, it was exactly that. It was like a giant poster board with stuff cut out of magazines. And I'm someone who like always liked scrapbooking, but that just seemed not inspiring. Like I, yeah. then I was just like, yeah, okay. I don't know where I'm putting that. That seems like a lot of work. But then I, I'm more of like a digital vision board person. And I actually follow this influencer. I guess it's her name. She's also a businesswoman. Uh, her name's Amber Fillerup. Clark, Amber Clark filler up, something like that. And um, she has a hair care product or hairline called Day, D-A-E. And she has four kids. And like I said, owns several businesses, does, does awesome work. And she shared her like digital vision board. She basically has a deck. I think she uses Keynote or PowerPoint or something to put this digital vision board together for her year. I think she even goes out 
she goes out like five years, decades out. Like it, it's really wow. inspiring. Um, it wasn't even overwhelming. I was like, cause she, anyway, she shares this deck with her users. I can share the link. It's at days, her website that you can download. And, you know, she's removed most of her stuff, but it's the template is there. And that to me was like, oh, now this, this works with my brain. Like I can totally make this work. So like, whereas that giant poster board thing didn't fit or putting together any kind of collage didn't, but having this, it almost in the end looks like a presentation for your year ahead, which again, to other people might sound like way too much work, way too much pressure. (laughs) But I poured myself a glass of wine and like had some movie going on in the background. And it just got me thinking about how to approach my year in a new way and setting these intentions and who I wanted to be, how I wanted my relationships to look with my colleagues, with my husband, with my kids. It was a very cool thing. And she shares it for free. And I can't recommend checking it out enough. I think I already sent you the link. If you haven't downloaded it, you have to look at it. Yeah, I downloaded it. I'm like obsessed with it. I mean, it's so it's so cool. <laughs> so that's a great one. It's visually Everyone, beautiful. Visually but then, beautiful. And it's not like, it's not paragraphs. It's like, one goal, three goals, like for, yes. uh, like on each page, like goals with her one son, goals with her daughter, goals with for trips this year. Like, and it just, it's all very brief and short, but it's comprehensive. And, and then when you have that to like check in with and look at, it was, it was really inspiring. So yeah, that was awesome. That is so helpful, Josie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know. See, this is why I say it's my foolproof way. Everyone can go out there and accomplish proof. everything they want. I swear. And now I'm going to like take the weekend and sit down and maybe think about approaching the year ahead a little bit differently. I love it. Well, first I just have to ask, so which of these is your go-to? Did you already say? Like for me, I'm literally leaving this episode, like wanting to try one of these different approaches that I hadn't even thought to do. So uh-huh. does that change for you or which one is your go-to or do you do kind of a mix? I do, you know, I do such a mix, but I would say, like I said before, my key one that I think is most crucial for me is I like really, 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 yeah, get intentional about who I want to be. I meditate on it. I, I think about who I want to be before every podcast interview, before every day of work. Like I get obsessive about who I want to be. And I don't think it's like, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, I am not good enough as I am. Like that feels very different for me. It's, I think of it as like who I'm meant to be, like my my authentic true self. Like I am meant to show up to this podcast interview to my 2023 year, like whether it's a big or small thing, like who is my truest self? And um, so I would say that's my biggest one. I, I'm like obsessed. I love it. I I mean, I can see where that would be really empowering, confidence building and like motivating. So thank you for sharing that with us. I, I love that. And I, I want to hear from all of you. DM us at the Every Girl podcast about what your goals or resolutions or how you're tackling the year ahead. Which of these tips you plan on implementing in your own life? I know. I can't wait to hear. Tell me everything because this is my favorite topic is to talk to other people about what they want, what they're doing for this yeah. year, how they're becoming their highest selves. This is my shit. So send all of your, (laughs) all of your, uh, opinions, feedback, thoughts, what you want to accomplish, your goals, your resolutions. We want to hear it all. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Josie. I know you and Emma have been working so hard on the amazing episodes coming up this month and next. So welcome back. We're so excited for 2023 and looking forward to the year ahead. Thank you. Let's go kick 2023's <laughs> ass.
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com